Hey everybody, Coburn Shepik here from the Multifamily Mastermind. I hope you're having an awesome day. In today's discussion, understanding real estate syndications. Let's check it out. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Uh, understanding real estate syndications is today's discussion. Uh, a few topics. We want to just talk about the basics of understanding syndications. There's many, many ways that this can be uh, set up. And the great thing is that you can decide uh, which direction you'll be taking, whether you'll be uh, soliciting to investors, for example, versus not and with accredited versus not. So there's a lot of different ways that this is uh, can be set up and we'll save uh, some of those topics for a later time. But today, uh, we just wanna cover the basics of syndications. Majority of the real estate, the larger, uh, the larger commercial properties that you see, uh, apartments, industrial, office, retail, all of these, uh, a lot of them are actually acquired uh, via a syndication, a deal-by-deal -deal basis. Uh, then there's also funds, which we'll save for a, a later conversation as well. Uh, but syndication is basically uh, the pooling of expertise and, and capital, capital to acquire a specific piece of real estate. So we're gonna dive right into it. The topics we're gonna to discuss today, what is a real estate syndication? Who is involved in real estate syndications? Who can invest in syndications? Uh, how are syndications structured? How and when are distributions made? And a summary. So we're gonna dive right into it. To start out, uh, what is a real estate syndication. This the, a syndication is the pooling together of investors' investors' capital and resources to acquire uh, an investment property. Majority, like we were just saying, majority of the larger commercial real estate assets we see are actually acquired via a syndication. Uh, syndications can acquire all types of real estate assets such as multifamily, single family, office, retail, storage units, etc. So it's pretty a broad you know, term, but syndications is basically just partnering with others, uh, capital partners and, and others in, in the actual, that have expertise in that specific field, uh, makes, makes up a real estate syndication. So who is involved? Uh, in, most, in most cases, there's a partnership between two parties, the limited partners and the general partners, uh, LPs or GPs is another term. Uh, so the general partner or the GP uh, is or are a group or an individual that organizes the fund or syndication, which, in, which includes locating the property, financing the debt, managing the tenants, uh, et cetera. And the GP or the general partner is also sometimes referred to as the sponsor. Uh, so you can have general partners, sponsors, GPs, co-GPs, co-sponsors. These all fall into the category of a general partner, uh, which is one party of the partnership within the syndication. Uh, so the other party is the limited partners or the LP. 
Uh, and this would be the group or individuals that invest capital into the syndication. Uh, the limited partners are passive investors that are typically passive investors that own an equity share of the investment and receive distributions from cash flow and profits. Uh, so LP, once again, limited partner, these are the passive investors that own pro rata shares based on the capital uh, that they've individually placed into the syndication. Uh, so in most cases, this is the structure, GP and LP. There's obviously, sometimes there's co-GP uh, and, and more, you know, more partners involved. Uh, so moving on here, who can invest in a syndication? Um, this is where it gets, uh, there's a lot of different paths you know, to go here. So we're gonna cover just the basics today. Who can invest in most cases, depending on the structure of the particular syndication or fund, uh, there are two types of investors that can invest in the syndication. Accredited and sophisticated investors or accredited and non-accredited is another term. Uh, so accredited to start with uh, is the SEC, which is the Securities Exchange Commission, defines an accredited investor as someone who has uh, an annual income of at least 200,000 a year or 300,000 jointly uh, and has a net worth, net worth, typo here if you're on the uh, video, uh, has a net worth of uh, at least $1 million. Uh, so that's the definition of an accredited investor. Uh, and for a sophisticated investor, uh, sophisticated investors or non-accredited investors are described as someone who has experience or knowledge in finance, financial and business matters to make the, them capable of evaluating the merits and risks of that particular investment. Uh, so regardless of the type of investor, the general partner and the investor or the LP uh, must have a pre-existing substantive relationship prior to actually investing in the opportunity. So that's a broad kind of gray area that is not clearly defined, but uh, you can do some research and, and look at examples of what with, with actual uh, letters with the SEC of what that might look like, but basically, uh, you need to have a, 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 a process that, that allows for a, a relationship to be built, understands uh, you know, both parties uh, enough to proceed in investing in that particular deal. Uh, moving on here, so how are syndications structured? Syndications can be structured in many, way, many different ways. Uh, majority of syndications are structured with at least these five main parts, which is the entity, the equity split, uh, a preferred return, sponsor fees, and the return of capital. Uh, so starting with the entity here, the entity is basically a, a, just a holding entity that allows for the partnership between the GP and the LP. And the entity is the owner of that particular uh, piece of real estate or the property. Uh, so an entity is created in syndications each time there's a property or an investment. The next part of the the uh, the next part of here part of the structure here is the equity split. Uh, so equity splits vary depending on 
who the sponsor is or that particular deal or, or et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but a 70-30 split is an example and it is common. Uh, so within a 70-30 a equity split example, the first number is the limited partner's share. So the limited partners would receive 70% of the ownership of the entity that owns the property. So 70% of the ownership in a 70-30 split uh, would mean that 70% is owned by the limited investors or, or the, the limited partners or the passive investors and 30% would be owned by the uh, general partners. So the next part would be preferred returns and a preferred return is another one of those things that can vary by sponsor or by uh, deal and a preferred return is basically the preferred rate that will be paid to the passive investors. Uh, so 5% would be an example. So basically once there is cash flow or distribution uh, after expenses uh, are paid, uh, debt, expenses, interest, etc., are paid, the first 5% of the distributable capital would be paid directly to the uh, would be a preferred return paid to the passive investors or the limited partners and then there would be a split 70-30 uh, after that 5% is paid. Uh, so if it was 6% then 6% is paid uh, at, at the beginning and then whatever is left if any is then split which is the equity split in our example which would be a 70-30 split. Uh, so the next part would be a sponsor fees. This is another one of those things that can depend on the sponsor or the general partner, also deal by deal. Uh, there are you know several of those fees and and hypothetically they could you could create your own fee um, and everybody does it differently. But what's common is an acquisition fee, an asset management fee, and a disposition fee. So an acquisition fee, would be usually one to two points of the actual purchase price when the property or when the actual investment is acquired. Uh, and so this allows for these fees, uh, I, I guess just to back up for a second to explain these other types that we've got written down here. Uh, an asset management fee is usually a, is a percentage of the, the cash flow distribution uh, so it might be the first, you know, half percent or, or point or uh, one and a half uh, percent of distributable cash flow would be paid to the, the GP or the general manager. And then a disposition fee is, is an acquisition fee, but it just is at sale. So when you dispose of the, the property, uh, it can be, you know, one to two percent again, uh, which is likely uh, where the sponsor will take that percentage. So these fees obviously can be vary by, by deal and by sponsor. Uh, they typically range from uh, one to 3% per fee. Uh, and it obviously depends on the nature of the deal, um, et cetera, et cetera. But sponsor fees provide income to the general partner for doing what the GP does, which is sourcing, structuring, managing the investment. Uh, usually there's a team to support, et cetera, and these fees allow uh, that to happen. So 
The last part here is obviously the return of capital and the return of capital or principal would be done in two different cases, uh, which happens at a liquidity event. Uh, and that would either be a refinance or a sale. So depending on the, the business plan, the, the sponsor, the market, et cetera, uh, that would be the, the liquidity event is determined by all those things. So there might, the business plan might be to refinance in year three after uh, there's been some CapEx done, et cetera, uh, or, and then we're gonna sell at year six. Uh, so those, that's kind of the last part of, of the structure is understanding what the exit is or the return of capital. So moving on here, how are how and when are are distributions made? So there's three events or three type three types of events. One is cash flow, one is a refinance, and one is sale. Um, so starting with cash flow, depending on the project type uh, and property performance, cash flow distrib distributions are paid out either monthly or quarterly in most cases, and are configured based on the performance. Uh, during that time period, whether it's a month or a quarter, et cetera, et cetera. And this obviously is uh, broad, meaning that if there was uh, a ground up development, there isn't cash flow for a longer period of time. Um, so if there is cash flow, this is usually how it's distributed. Uh, the, the next sort of event here is a refinance. And then again, depending on that spe the specific business plan, refinancing the property will allow a percentage of the invested capital to be returned to the investors. Uh, depending on the plan, refinancing could typically occur between one and five years. Uh, the next event would be a sale. And once again, depending on that specific business plan for that deal, uh, an average syndication could be held for about three to seven years is typical. And when a sale does occur, uh, the principal is then returned back to the uh, investor along with the distributable profits uh, that are determined by the equity share. So if there's profit, and then again, going back to our equity split, 70% of the profits would be owned uh, by the limited partners and would be paid out during this time uh, at a sale or at a refinance. Uh, so in summary, you know, we want to, we're going to dive deeper on this later, but we want to just cover the basics here. Um, syndications, just to recap, allow for a group of individuals to pull capital and expertise together to, to acquire uh, more desirable real estate. And so as an active investor, you're able to execute larger deals uh, as you're working with more capital, uh, and expertise than your own. And as a passive investor, this gives you the ability to own equity in large income, do, income producing properties that you do not manage or maintain uh, and that you might other, otherwise not be able to, to do. That's the, that's the point here. So it allows for uh, a partnership to do greater things. So in summary, real estate syndications are a great way to invest uh, as both a general partner and a limited partner. Uh, so that's it for today. Actually, I've got a graph here, I apologize. Um, so if you are in front of the, if you're on, on video here with us, uh, this is 
a graph that shows a basic structure um, of a syndication here. You can see uh, there's the property, then there's this entity that we've created, uh, an LLC, for example, and there's two parties, uh, part which is a partnership between the, the general partner or, or the GP or the sponsor or the co-GP, or there can be a co-GP. And then there's the limited partners or the investors, LPs. Uh, and uh, this is just a nice graph that, that kind of breaks that down this in a simple form. Uh, so that's it for today, you guys. I'm Coburn Shepik. Uh, thank you for being with me today. I hope you had a good takeaway from, from this, this uh, today's discussion. Um, I'll see you guys in the next video.